You are listening to the Whatsoever 168 podcast with Jen Renault. Be nice and pass it along. Let the world hear the song you sing with your smile. Oh, be nice. Be kind. It is a beautiful and chilly day in sunny central Florida. When I say chilly, I mean like 70 degrees and I have on a long sleeve shirt. So I know some of my listeners from up north, you are laughing, but actually I'm chilly. And if you hear a little thing in my voice, it's the pollen. So not fun, but we're mustering and muddling through it. Anyhow, I've just returned from a youth rally with some of my high school and middle school youth group teens. So I am on fire and cannot wait to share this episode with you. Lent is underway, and I pray that you are finding unique ways to grow in holiness. I hope you're also clearing out whatever is separating you from God so that you can continue with fortitude to desire to draw nearer to Him. If you need any ideas on how to do any of that, be sure to check out some of the previous podcasts because my guests are truly inspiring and filled with creative ways to serve others and live out the Matthew 25 mission, whatsoever you do to the least of my people, that you do unto me. So be sure to subscribe to Whatsoever 168 and share these episodes with your friends. It is an amazing way to evangelize and inspire others. And my next guest is doing just that. She is a wife, a mom of three, all under the age of seven. In fact, her littlest one recently was sitting on my lap during Mass and she peed on me during Mass. She was horrified, but I laughed because I knew I was going to look back on this moment forever and laugh and, of course, tease her all the way along. And so here we are and I get to do just that. But my guest is an entrepreneur who is bringing God into her work and she's pretty good at bringing God and his joy and laughter everywhere she goes to. I look forward to sharing with you my friend, Miss Valerie Chasen. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Welcome. We are here already laughing. I'm joined with my dog bear who's actually behaving and my buddy, she looks like a lumberjack this morning, Valerie. See, it's already begun. <laughs> Welcome to What's Over 168, Valerie. We're glad you're here today. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. <laughs> so what I want to do this morning with you, I know that you're so busy, you have to run off. What I want to do is just go ahead and let's dive right in. You have so many passions, so many callings, and I know that God is molding you and shaping you. But right now you have a project, a ministry, whatsoever project, if you will. And I wanted you to share with the listeners a little bit about that. This project, um, I am a consultant with Usborne Books and More. It's a children's publication company, and it just fell on my lap through my own daughter. She just loves books. She loves learning. She loves, she has so many questions I can't always (laughs) answer. Um, And so I just fell in love with this company. And the big part about this company that I love is that it is great well-rounded books they're books that i grew up with that you grew up with and through those books it just opened up a whole new relationship with my daughter she is the one that got me to sell these books to share these books to um talk about these books she is the one that inspired me to find my passion and to find something for me as a stay-at-home mom i feel like this company has really um, helped me grow as a mom as a woman as something that I am good at because it's really hard when you're home with three kids loving every single moment of it but when you know that you are good at something and you have that deep passion for it and the best part about this company is that I can work on it when I have time to so my family is still number one gotcha so what's so special about us born books that you're drawn to it I mean, obviously your daughter pointed you in that direction, Mm -hmm. but what's so special and what makes this unique? The books show compassion. Um, I feel like in our world today, my daughter's very, um, she, she talks from the heart. She loves big, she loves, and these books that when we ever I pick it up whether I think it's going to go this direction or not it talks about something how you feel. Usborne Books and Kay Miller are the two publishers um, of the company and they ta- they teach and they um, encourage loving um, using your heart and your mind so Usborne Books teaches and gives information using your mind and Kay Miller Books um, touches from the heart and all of the books and it's interesting because I don't think the two publishers under like notice that but they both in all of the books that I've read with my children touches on both of them even though they think of them as two different separate identities in that way an example one of our first very fun books that we've read together is 
the muddle of matchbooks and so what it is is it talks about alliteration and it has the different characters and like what they're used to so like the witch is supposed to be ugly and all this stuff like that but you turn the page and the body looks like a ballerina and so the conversation with it was hilarious. She was like, Mommy, do all witches have to be ugly like that? Or do, do they, can they look beautiful like that too? So then from that conversation, we just had this whole discussion about how she feels about herself. And it's just that books just open up that, you know, open up right. that conversation. Um, and from that one book came another book, one of their phonics readers, and they're silly and funny, you know, and just brings in conversation in that way too. And so she always opens up her heart in that way. Um, and then there came my son, after I joined this company because I was all full in because I was very invested in it. If my mm -hmm. kids love books, I'm going to buy them a book. If they want more books, I will keep buying them. And my son, the same thing. It touches the humor and then all of a sudden the kids are just explosive in words and how they feel and what they're doing. And um, also teaching them new things too. So It's funny. We have a book box in every single room, in every bedroom. We even have a book box in every bathroom. I love it. And ah. I just crack up because the kids will go in there and, and I know they're not going to the bathroom. They're hiding. <laughs> and it's quiet. And now I, you know, and of course, I find myself hiding in the bathroom too, going, just leave me alone. I want to finish this page and finish this chapter. So I can definitely relate. Anything that you said about your daughter too, that I was wondering if you were going to explore this or elaborate on this, is that along with talking about how it applies to her. The neat thing about these books is that how you can take that, like speaking to the witch reference, mm -hmm. right? And how also we can look at people and what we see and then what we perceive of them. Mm -hmm. And so there's my phone ringing. So we're just going to bear with it. So now that we've talked about that, I wanted to ask you, so you have this book ministry, but you could have gone into any other ministry. You could have sold shampoo. <laughs> you could have sold Tupperware. You could have sold... Now there's like stuff on the market where you can sell teeth whitening <laughs> products. I mean, you name it. There's so many things that you could do. Why this ministry? I was a teacher for eight years before I started to stay home with my children. And my favorite thing was always finding that one book that opened up those kids eyes, opened up their heart. I could do side of all the paperwork and everything else, but if I could sit down with one kid, read to them, read with them, and just explore in their hearts, then my day is accomplished as a teacher, you know? But as a books open up opportunities, right? And that being my favorite thing when I was teaching, um, even though I love my math and sciences, right? But I loved when I can see a kid's eyes open to a book. So, when I saw that in my daughter, it reminded me of what my vocation was before children. And that brought a spark of joy in my heart. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not a direct salesperson. I don't tell, call myself a salesperson. I just like sharing and talking about these books. And right. I think that's where it is. You know, it's mm -hmm. not about, I think it just kind of brought in my lap in that aspect of it. Does that make sense? Like, sure. So I just felt, I guess it just brought back my happy my happy place when my daughter did the thing that brought me into teaching and brought me joy in what I was doing in my vocation before. Right. And you knew that I was a middle school teacher and I can remember, I won't name her name, but there was a, a young girl who was transferred into my classroom. I'll never forget this. We were in the middle of, we had just begun this book rather. And she came in, she says, I don't read books. And I said, oh, you've met your match oh, no. sister. <laughs> and you know, I was teaching in a relatively challenging school, challenging neighborhood, challenging area where books really weren't there were not book boxes in all the rooms in the homes and probably not even books in the homes. And I remember reading, and I'll go ahead and give a plug to this book. I love this novel, The Light in the Forest by Conrad Richter. Mm. And I read it with the kids. I read it to the kids. And the ending is a very sad, challenging ending. I come to this ending so many times. What would I have done? And what should this character have done? And at the end, it's sad. I mean, all the kids are quiet. This girl threw my book across the room. Now, if you've been in my classroom, you know I don't play. I don't put up with that. She put her head down. Now, normally I would have lit her up, but I knew what was happening. And I said, hey, what's going on? I don't want to talk to you. What's the problem? She was crying. And I said, hey, girl, I thought you didn't like to read. And she goes, I don't. And I said, you're crying. <coughs> It, you're crying. If you didn't like to read, you wouldn't have engaged in this book. I said, the fact of the matter is, is you identify with this character. Mm -hmm. And to see her, like she was crying, but through her tears, she realized, 
I understand this book. It opened so many doors and it was like a drug mm -hmm. to me. Like this is where I need to be. Yeah. So I can totally relate to you with your children, but then also when you were in the classroom as well, that aha moment where not only do you turn them on to reading, but then that turning on to reading affects their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you were talking about with the witch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I um I taught children with, with Down syndrome and I taught children with um, autism and uh, different needs in that aspect. But a book can still do that. Whether their abilities um, are just so to this small extent and to the aspect of like I hate reading I love reading if you can find that one that sparked and that they can have connection with then there's just so much opportunity yeah and you know it's funny you could have chosen any career path and I think with reading you know with it coincides with your teaching background and then just being a parent you know cuddling up with your kid with a book but it's funny that we say that and I come to that question because I happen to be on your social media and it was so funny because apparently you had played a little game on social media <laughs> And it was, which jobs suit you? Do you remember that? <laughs> so I want to break down Valerie's jobs, the the little computer little game thing. And I know we don't believe in these superstitious things, no. but it's still a lot of fun <laughs> to fun. do. So Valerie's first job that would best suit her, imagine my air quotes right now, was a wine taster. <laughs> and I'm like, I know I had Valerie over here for New Year's, but I don't think she drank. I don't. And so I was laughing and then, so I laughed, right? And then I looked at job number two and job number two was makeup artist. <laughs> and ain't nobody got time for that. I don't even know how to wear makeup. I don't, I know. <laughs> my daughter Riley last night was asking my son, not me, for advice on how to put on blush. And that was like, seriously, why are you coming to me? I love it. But the last job, so there were three jobs that Valerie was supposedly suited for. <laughs> wine tasting, makeup artist. We're like, we ain't nobody got time for that. Uh -uh. But the third job cracked me up the most, and that was a pole dancer. <laughs> And I was like, oh my goodness, because I joke all the time, anytime I need money or, you know, my son just uh, was accepted to his number one college. <gasps> Yay! So very excited. We won't oh. name that yet because it's still on the down low. Mm. So don't approach him if you know him, please, because he'll give me a hard time. <laughs> but I always joke like, oh man, now I got to start pole dancing. And everybody laughs and then I'm offended because I'm like, why, why would I? And of course, I would not be good at pole dancing. <laughs> And I don't think Valerie would be either. We'd be like, no. stop looking at us. Just give us your money. I so think anyhow, I would hurt myself before. Right, right. I'd fall on the heels. Yes, I do. So we way digress. So now yes. Valerie's not going to be a wine taster or makeup artist or a pole dancer. She is selling books. And these books are wholesome books. And these books are all about building up all about igniting a little fire in, in children and, and teens and even young adults, and also about inspiring discussions that are deep, that speak to hearts, that speak to action, mm -hmm. right? Yes, yes. And so with this little ministry that you have, and I know that God is working on you, what plans do you have in the near future with your ministry? The ideal world and in time, I do truly believe that my ideal would to be able to just give books just give books to those kids and those schools and those environments and neighborhoods. A brand new spanking new book that they can relate to. A good quality book that they can open their hearts, especially those children that have had such rough lives in that way, to just give them a free book. Um, to be able to maybe do some fundraising. And that's one of my favorite things I really want to get into. I haven't been able to give an opportunity yet, but I believe that God will give me that in time to be able to do fundraising. Um, our company does um, a 43% return in books and a 50%, um, if you can get grants, 50% return and extra free books to these children. And so my aspiration, depending on my family, of course, and the time, um, is to be able to provide those books to those children, um, to give them that opportunity. That's beautiful. And, and I know in, in working with those children, and you worked with a you know different variety of children, there's nobody who comes into your class and says, I want to fail. They'll yeah. talk that big game, but at the end of the day, they don't. And a lot of people don't know this, but right out of college, I did not go right into the classroom to teach English. They put me, little four foot 11, in an in-school suspension program. So I took over for a retired New England Patriot football player who was six foot eight. And in walks little Jen at four foot 11. <laughs> 
and it I was it. it was a blessing in so many ways. But you know what I learned in doing this job is that these kids who are quote unquote troublemakers, quote unquote bad kids, I really don't like that term, but that's no. what they were deemed. Ninety five percent at least were in there because they didn't understand the material, and a lot of them had challenges reading. And so what a blessing that this would be that you can give and that you can be part of, you know, obviously it can't just come from you. It has to be the whole, Mm -hmm. um, that you can be a part of making a difference in these kids' lives. Because a lot of times it's one book, just like with that girl in my classroom, that book, I watched it change her. I'd love to find her and see where she is now because I would bet money that from that moment. And she actually went on to read two more books in my classroom. She transferred in late Mm -hmm. and she read two more that year alone just with me before she went off to the high school. So I get that whole desire to create that aha moment, not just for your children, which is obviously primary. Of course. But God's calling us to go out. Absolutely. And that's what you're you're called to do. And not just keep that to ourselves. Right. Yeah. So that's us born with the fundraising. So that's kind of like what you want to do now. Where do you think that God's leading you with this ministry down the line? That I feel is a day-to-day discernment. I'm not sure. Most things in my life, I just believe that God will place in my lap um, as long as we say yes every single day um, to what His will is. So right now, I, I'm not sure. But my big picture, again, this is my big picture. This is, this is as, as God is chuckling right now. Yes, this is my big picture, is to be able to um, make enough in my business to be able to give back in that aspect, to be able to do these fundraisers. Um, that's my big picture of it all. Right now, it's just, one one family, one child at a time. So you want to go big. I want to go big. I right. want to be able to give back. Right, because a lot community. of people know, I'm sorry, a lot no. of people know about the Dolly Parton Initiative and how she's trying to put books in the homes as well. Uh, yes. And that's what you're wanting so to do. Inspir- I, I would. I would love to. And I have right. to be like a famous, you know, singer because I don't sing. But it's <laughs> not the fame. But it's, yeah. <laughs> So you were kicked out of the choir too? Yes! Oh, I knew I liked Valerie for a reason. I'm a wannabe. I'm a groupie. But you know what? You don't need the big name. That's what Whatsoever 168 is all about. It's not about the big names and not that we have any issues with the big names. I love when people with the big names take that opportunity and capitalize on it in a profound way for others. That's what Dolly has definitely done and so many other people have done. Mm -hmm. So like you said, it's not about the big names. It's just you doing your one part being part of the body of Christ. Absolutely. And so that's the big goal right now. Yes. And so basically you're just being open to where he's calling. Yes. That's beautiful. A lot of people say, well, I want to do this. And I just sit there and laugh and go, okay, you know, God's laughing at you right mm-hmm. now because he might have other plans. And, and so yes. you already know about that tension. Well, who's the person behind all of these books? Like the, mm-hmm. the one that's in charge of the big company is that what you're saying or? well that's the big company okay. i'm talking about you me Not, oh that would be so cool He's that's really why i love fun. valerie she laughs at all my jokes <laughs> and she hasn't been drinking because we said earlier she doesn't taste wine either <laughs> okay who are question. you who am i yeah who's the person behind this ministry <laughs> well she's a mom to three kids let me help her out who am I? I'm a mom of three kids. Um, you probably I am... should mention Ryan. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 right. God, <laughs> God first, right? And then my husband, and then, yeah, okay. So I am married to Ryan Jason. Shout out, um, Ryan. You. Yes, we love you so much. Um, for 10 years, and we have met in the church, and we have grown constantly um, together in the church, and just so incredibly thankful for him. I have three children, Annabelle seven, Dominic, oh gosh, no, she's going to be eight. Woo! Dominic six, and Amelia three. Um, they are the light of my lives. They keep me accountable every day. Whether you want to be accountable or not. Oh, yes. <laughs> the good bad and the ugly and the crazy <laughs> and the crazy. crazy um i have many lovely gray hairs to prove that <laughs> um and just i've n- i've never been really asked who i am that's yeah. a that's it's a great question it's funny when we get to this point in our lives and your children are are small and yes. i had three too and they say the most stressed out mother is the mother of three <laughs> and i remember seeing you in the parking lot uh, a little over a year ago now, and maybe longer ago than that. I'm not sure. And I just remember going, oh, I <laughs> recognize that face. And we, there's a tendency where we can begin to lose our identity. And yes. we forget. 
And the one thing that I really admire about you, though, is that you recognize this, you've accepted this role, you embrace this role, you love this role, and so that's where you are right now. Mm -hmm. You are a lover of Jesus, a lover of Ryan, and a lover of your three children. And in this journey, you're helping to educate your kids. You've given up your career and you're now pouring yourself into the ministry, into the church, if you will, yes. in the best way that you can right now where you are because you are so busy. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Valerie because she is in the middle of several appointments, came in to record this podcast, and we're so glad that you did. So yeah, it's a challenging question when you're in the throes right now like you are. Yes. yes. Her kids still are not buckling themselves in the seatbelts. <laughs> my my kid, I'm like, I hope y'all are buckled. I've already hit the gas pedal. So... <laughs> Or the last ones in the parking lot, still making sure that buckle is still. I remember those days. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. It's short. It's short. I try to remind myself that. It is a very short time. And everybody says it to an expecting mother. And we go, oh, yeah, we know. We heard it. And then you turn around and your son is accepted to his college. Mm. And it happens like that. Yes. So, yeah. So, the person behind the ministry is still being formed. But yet, definitely... A person of deep faith and I wanted to ask you about your faith how are you formed with your faith I know you and I've spoken about some of the beautiful opportunities that you've had but I just want you to share with the listeners a little bit about that it's inspiring I'm a cradle Catholic born raised brought up in the church but as all cradle Catholics you get comfortable in your faith and it wasn't until high school I had a really tough time with changes in family dynamic um, and changes within yourself I mean I'm sure I'm not alone. <laughs> Middle school, high school was a real rough time getting to know yourself. No, you're dealing with toddlers. I'm right there with the kids, so I can feel you. It wasn't until um, I hit a really deep part of my life that my mom didn't really quite know what to do <laughs> quite um, with me either. And so she dropped me off at the church to talk to a deacon. That was a turning point of my faith. That was a turning point. I learned about the scripture about how um, Jesus, you're sitting on a boat, Jesus walks on water towards you. Do you reach out your hands to him or do you just decide to sit there and sink, you know? That day, it was the day that I decided to walk toward him. And um, from then, I just opened up my heart. Um, It wasn't easy, but every day I had to continue to say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. And he has given me many different um, blessings in my life. I went to World Youth Day in Canada to see John Paul II. That was my first retreat and turning point. Um, first confession um, since I made confession, right? Wow. When you're and you're. Th- what year was that? When oh. he was in uh, approximately. <laughs> I won't hold you to I think 2002. Okay. I think. Okay. <laughs> but it was in Canada. It was in Canada, uh-huh. Toronto. We backpacked. We went on a tra- train ride from uh, South Florida all the way up to Toronto. That was wow. with people I had no idea who they were. <laughs> but now lifelong friends and just they helped me in my formation throughout high school and college. I can't um, imagine. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And constantly deciding to continue to walk toward Jesus on water and he just healed me in so many different ways that I d- thought I would ever need to know and that was also the beginning point of how much I decided you know I remember I I wanted to be with Jesus um, I discerned to become a sister at this period too um, before going to college and that was my plan because you know he would be the best like husband I feel like <laughs> Mary Jesus in the church, right? Um, But, you know, that was also the time, too, I met Ryan. He was one of my best friends at the time, um, and we just got to know each other really well, and apparently that was where Jesus wanted me. He's just given me so many different um, opportunities and times to show him how much I love him, Um, and it's just all been worth it. That's beautiful. And shout out to Ryan. We love Ryan. He has helped with technology for this podcast. He has helped with the website, which we will be launching soon. And let me tell you, if you ever get a chance to sit in front of Ryan in mass, that man was not kicked out of the choir. No. He can sing. I'm so mad you guys moved to the other side of the church because I loved when you all sat behind us. I was like, oh, I can listen to his voice forever. 
So that's for another podcast. <laughs> yes. So how beautiful. You had this chance to go all the way to Toronto from South Florida. How long was that trip? Gosh, I think almost a week. Four days, five days. To get all the way up there? All the way up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my stars. Yeah. So all we, the way we up. With stops, I mean. And then, right. And then you had your time there and all the way back. Yeah. And we, I stayed at a hostess, hostel? Hostel. Hostel home. And I met the most beautiful, oh gosh, I never even mentioned this. Um, we stayed with this beautiful family and their daughter had Down syndrome. And this is like the first step of where my heart wanted to go in teaching, you know, with right. those children with um, disabilities, you know, and learning disabilities. And she was the most beautiful, oh my gosh, joyful girl. And she, they had maple trees in the back and she was just watching me because, we you know, when you stay with them, you help them, right. you know, and she was just her, her humor. I still love her. Um, and the one girl that I stayed with, Jane Yoon, um, she, we were together and we're, and we just learned so much from her. It just, just really touched our hearts in that, that way. So and what faith was to her. Isn't it funny how God puts people in your lives? You have no idea in the moment, you know, why this person. Yes. And I know with my supervising teacher in college, same thing. I really wasn't supposed to be doing my internship at that time. And I was surfing in Barbados and went to get on my plane. And they bumped me from my flight. And I begged to get on the plane. I tried to bribe to get on the plane. I'm like, you don't <laughs> understand. I have early registration. Like, in my, I've got my watch set. My mom's meeting me. And the lady in Barbados goes, oh, lady, I'm sorry, you have been bumped from your flight. And I'm sure my accent isn't as good as and pretty as hers. That's pretty but, good, though. <laughs> but I was so mad. And my faith was not where yours is at this time in our lives. And I was so mad. And I, it's a long story, but I missed pre-registration. I didn't get those prerequisites. Pushed everything back. But lo and behold, this lady that I met has a daughter with a profound disability. Mm. She and I are still friends all these years later. And the funny thing is, is she only takes interns in August. If I had gotten on that flight, I would have been doing my internship in January. By the grace of God and not my will, God said, oh, no, no, girl. The answer to your prayer is not yet. And I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I cried to anybody in that airport. I pulled out my Bayesian money like, please let me take your plane ticket. (laughs) And God's over there like, girl, I'm trying to work a deal. I'm working a plan. And so, but here we are now. And this young woman, who's actually only a year and a half younger than I am, with this profound disability, but to watch how they treated this young woman, I had no clue that God was getting me ready for my own journey with my daughter. Mm. And so here you are, as a young woman who was having all these troubles, your mom throws you at the church door and says, good luck, honey. <laughs> so kids, if you're listening and your parents throw you off at the church, just know that it can end good. You they know? do it because they love you, even though you feel abandoned. <laughs> Right. Like mom hit the gas pedal. It's like, peace no. out. No. Catch you in three hours, honey. But the reality yes. is, is you could have stayed at any parent's house mm-hmm. with any other children and God had you here. Yes. I just love those stories about, and then how we can see it. In the moment, we can't see no. it. But then you step back and go, gosh, I would not be the person I am today, which would have led me to here, which would have led me to there had this not have happened. Mm. So how beautiful that world, and you know, I'm passionate about World Youth Day. I've not had an opportunity to go. Lord willing, I'll get to go one day. Just things haven't really worked out in my journey yet, but I I know God's working his thing and I'm trying to relinquish that control. But when I learned that you went to World Youth Day, I was like, wow, that's, I can only imagine the graces. Yes. So that was one. I never heard that story. Yes. The turning point of my faith was definitely that opportunity. And having my first confession with a Polish priest, I had no idea what he was saying. But Jesus <laughs> but Jesus just totally put such love and light in my heart through that. And I definitely felt that healing. So that's beautiful. It was really beautiful. And to see John Paul II, I, you know, when I went dropped off and, you know, things were really rough, I would have never thought, you know, but I was a groupie. I was like, yes, JP too. <laughs> t-shirt and everything and my heart was just on fire that's funny because the rosary that is on my laptop right now came from my friend who is my son's confirmation sponsor shout out vaquito you know who you are my little baby cow that's his nickname that's for another day (laughs) but i love 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 this rosary 
because he went to World Youth Day and now with social media, he put it on Snapchat. So anytime his snap would come up, I'd call the kids over and he went to World Youth Day and uh, in Poland, if mm. I remember correctly, I think it was, I forget how many years ago now, three or four years ago, I get, I get it all confused. Anyhow, he went to JP2's retreat house in Zakopane and he got this rosary for me and it's so special to me it's of course uh, he didn't get a chance to get it blessed over there mm -hmm. which would have been even better <laughs> i still love you vaquito uh, but i love this rosary so how funny that we have another little connection with jp2 and just a, a wonderful leader in our church and you know theology of the body and oh yes amazing amazing guy so what else do you have to add about being formed in your faith so you do the world youth day and then you come back mm -hmm. right um, after I came back was the hardest time because I think that was when reality hit. Um, how do I use what I learned? Um, how do I continue to light that fire in my day-to-day -day life? And it was just continuing to say yes and to form myself. Um, and forming myself meaning just trying to do everything I could to just stay in church. Adoration. I learned how beautiful and what a sacrificial being God is, Jesus is, to be able to spend that time with them. From masses to um, rosary, um, I got plugged into Life Teen. Mm -hmm. I highly encourage anyone, like, in your church, anywhere. Like, Life Teen is a beautiful ministry. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ministry. That saved me to be able to continue to grow in my faith in that way. And uh, it just brought me up to college. I was involved with a, a focus ministry, um, Fellowship of Catholic University students. It was it was a nice stepping stone in college to be able to be surrounded. That's when I started doing different um, Bible studies with other women and fellowship and um, activities and that such. Um, then I went into leading young adult retreats for the Diocese of St. Augustine um, and just continuing to say yes. And all these opportunities were just put upon my lap and just saying yes every single day yes and also the discernment of whether or not it is Jesus or whether or not it's just filling up your plate and that's a really that was a hardship for me as well too because everything is good but also what do they say like everything's good but you have to be able to really focus in on the certain ministry to be able to give your whole heart so you can't be part of everything but right. also discerning where it is that God wants you to be in that way so um, after young adult, being in charge of the young adult retreats with my husband um, at the time, um, God blessed us with our first because, again, in my own idea, it was that the first year that I was married to my husband, I was going to start having all these children. <laughs> but it wasn't until I said yes to this retreat that I was blessed with Annabelle. And so I was pregnant having our first retreat. And we were also part of the Crisillo community. Oh, goodness. Day Caloris, all my friends out there. Um, they also formed me um, in my faith as well. Um, being able to have an accountability with, <laughs> with um, Bishop Galleon at the time and uh, Sisters of Life and um, all the different just um, throughout all those, like, those accountabilities when I'm feeling like I'm dry and I'm okay, I need to take a break from church things. These people have just continued to come into your life, into right. my life. What a blessing. You know, faithful friends are sturdy shelter. I always yes. come back to that verse and Sirach. that one. Because yes. it's so true. And what's funny about that, when we get dry, invariably we get a text. Mm -hmm. It's almost like God puts on their heart, like a little radar, like, alert, alert. Yes. Valerie's over here exploring these other three job opportunities. Yes. <laughs> and, not staying connected to Christ, so reach out to her. So, yes. yes, so that's how you were formed. What are you doing now? You have your husband, your primary vocation, you know, marriage and children, and your three children, and they're young, so you're busy. You're moving. I see those frazzled eyes in the parking lot. And <laughs> I chuckle, but then I, I empathize, and then I yes. try to come over and help sometimes when I'm able to. But I know that that keeps you busy. What are you doing now for you to stay close to Christ? Because obviously you can't hop on a train and go all the way up to Canada for another World Youth Day or wherever it is. I can't remember where it is next. You're just not in that stage in your life right now. So what are you doing to stay connected? I'm bringing my children with me. I'm bringing them with me on that journey that I wish I had 
when I was younger. They come to adoration with me. They come to daily mass with me. I Every opportunity that I have, we talk about the different stained glasses um, or the chapel and our church, you know, um, just bringing Jesus to them in those small ways. Um, I love St. Teresa Lixu, just a small way, small little things and just looking in the eyes of my children and they inspire me and they keep me motivated to continue to form me because it's different being formed um, as you as your individual to being formed with your husband to being formed with children and uh, our father Blake he reminded me you know we can't let our children keep us away from Christ we have to involve them and that's how we can become those living saints and have inform our little saints of you know ourselves as well and so that formation has been the most beautiful thing um, the most beautiful thing. My daughter, she's um, going to be having her first communion this year. Her questions are just so beautiful. And she, she just had her first reconciliation. And she's like, Mommy, I want to be happy like I did when I had my first reconciliation. Oh. It's March 1st. We need to have our first <laughs> we have to have We have to have reconciliation again. And I'm like, well, why do you feel like she Because there's always something in my heart I have to tell Jesus. And I'm like, it's those moments that sure. my children continue to keep me accountable and for me. Like I've read so much more recently with my children because I have to answer the questions right. in the church. Hold on, honey. <laughs> Let me get my phone. Yes. No, I'm not asking Google. Alexa doesn't know, by the way. Don't look at Alexa for, for <laughs> But yes, no Google. Just pull, pull out your handy dandy catechism. It's <laughs> quick reading right there. <laughs> So yes, keep you reading. But those, that's where I'm being formed right now, seeing in the eyes of my children. That's and beautiful. they're keeping me accountable in that way. So your kids are accompanying you on this journey. Yes. That's beautiful. So and my husband. So many people kind of separate those, and it's important to bring them in. And I know the person that I am, that I was as a young mom, and the person that I am now, my faith is, I won't say completely different, but it's there's a sizable difference and what I'm doing now versus what I should have been doing, like you said. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of the journey. Exactly. Yep. And we inspire each other. It yes. goes back to that faithful friends. Yes. Right. And I love how you say you're keeping up with the books. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you in just a moment, honey. I've got to go to the bathroom. Right? Yes. So you can go and explore. And look, okay. <laughs> Why do we wear church veils? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Let me ask you a quick question. We were talking about books. We're talking about your ministry, your vocation. We're talking about your whatsoever project. And I kind of want to bring it back to that just real quickly. Mm -hmm. There are people who are going out in faith. In my most recent episode with Terry Shrek, Dr. Terry Shrek, who's opening up this veterinary practice, and she has a big old cross. The sign is now up, and I think I put it on social media. It's awesome. But she's taking her faith into her work mm. right and it was a profound discussion about how she's doing it and the challenges and the excitement behind that i wanted to get your advice for what you would say because the books that you have already are books that are if you will clean you Absolutely. know what i mean yes if you're getting one of these books by valerie's company you don't need to peruse it i mean it's a good idea to peruse of your course, books that please. you're having your children read yes but we kind of already know like this is you're not going to be seeing cuss words and mm -mm. pictures that are inappropriate which is safe for our children and protecting the sanctity of their lives and their integrity and just their holiness Absolutely. right and so what advice would you give to somebody who's considering entering a business and maybe not books Maybe they're going to sling shampoo. Maybe they're going to be makeup artists, not pole dancers. <laughs> no, please. You knew I was going to say that. <laughs> I did. I was waiting for I them. can't not laugh here. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, if yes. somebody wants to remain in the faith, a lot of times they think they have to check that out the door. Mm. But what advice would you give to somebody? Pray. Pray about it. There's a lot of push. There's a lot of stigma when it comes to like direct sales or starting your own business. But the important part is to not listen to other people. Listen into your own heart about where you are feel called to. Just take a minute. Don't get rushed. Take that time and talk to Jesus. Because if you do it based on Him, you're going to get a lot farther than you ever thought. My first year when I started, um, when I joined Usborn Books, I was, oh gosh, Amelia was three months, four months old. 
Um, she was little. She was very little. Ooh. She was very little. Um, and I wasn't so sure what I was doing. But I knew that books, like with my daughter, it's just what we needed in our house. But that was what I wanted. I took a few days. I prayed about it. Um, and in so many different opportunities, we ended, I didn't realize how many us born books I already bought before I even <laughs> It was. Um, my kids were bringing them to me. And then there was uh, many opportunities that, you know, I needed the extra, we could really use the extra money. And when I put myself out there, I stepped out of my comfort zone and I prayed before every time I had a party online. I prayed before to give me the time. If Jesus, if this is what you want me to do, please provide me the time. Please provide me the words. Please provide my heart to be open to what it is that you need from this business. And my children and my husband know every night I lift up my business to him. It's his it's his business. So I, I guess my suggestion to anyone before starting a business or doing a direct sales business or anything in that aspect that's away from your family, away from your home, to give it to him and he'll give you those opportunities. Um, my first year, I, I made so much more money than I ever thought. And honestly, I just wanted some extra free books for my kids. <laughs> the truth comes out. And it helped us. It really helped us. Uh, when we was it what the, it was a hurricane that same year Amelia was like several months old and we had to evacuate and I was able to use what I earned to be able to evacuate for for a week for my wow. family so I mean God will provide in that way so definitely pray that's great advice and I love how you say do it based on Him mm. if we do everything based on Him it's it's gonna work out and it might not work out right in the immediacy mm -hmm. but it's gonna work out and as you continue to stay in prayer. And to be open to what he has planned for it right. and the pace that it's gonna happen at. We always say, oh, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. And every time I do that, I, I, I laugh because I'm like, seriously, you know that's not how it's gonna yes. unfold. <laughs> and yeah, now that I have you laughing, I wanna do a little thing called rapid round. <laughs> I need music for this, like dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So I have seven, I love the number seven. I have seven quick questions and we're gonna answer these quickly. And when I say quickly, it probably won't be quickly. But let's go through them quickly and let's see how it goes. Okay. Just to get to know you a little bit better and to give other people, our listeners, an opportunity to learn a little bit more, not just about you, but about these different things that I'm gonna expose. So here we go. <laughs> First one, easy, favorite color? Purple. Us born purple. <laughs> Gosh, getting that plug in. I told you it wasn't going to go fast, guys. Next one, bucket list travel place. Mm, I want to go to Rome. I want to go to Adoration, the Vatican. <laughs> All right, favorite secular book? Child Named It. We'll come back to that. All right, your favorite spiritual book? Don't say the Bible. We already know it's the Bible. Oh, dear. Oh, there's so many. Clearly, this is not rapid, guys. This is not going to be rapid. <laughs> thinking about my bookshelf and all my favorites um actually no at the end of it a story of a soul saint saint Teresa Lixu's um autobiography was one of my favorites favorite scripture passage i love song of songs i can't just say a passage because it just sings my heart all right favorite saint saint bernadette mm. i was just talking about her the other day saint, saint bernadette. bernadette best quote or best advice that was ever shared with you let his will be done i do it every probably every second i feel like especially with three children <laughs> let his will be done let his will be done okay that's beautiful so your favorite color is purple and rome you know what that is my bucket list too uh, unbelievable where would you go first just want to like i don't know i just want to go inside and just sleep there it's like a room inside of the vatican <laughs> can i just check myself i'm sure in? they have cots there. <laughs> ten dollars a cot <laughs> I'm sure they won't mind. I'll bring my own blankets. <laughs> so they'll, be, they'll be doing tours and there's Valerie sleeping and snoring. I'm sure like, they won't mind. resting in the spirit. <laughs> and when I'm not resting, I'm reading my book. Yes. Valerie, you're a mess. I'm so glad that you were here today. You always make me laugh because your laughter is so contagious. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of people probably listening right now are inspired. I know we're being silly a lot, but we're also, yes. you have some beautiful words. And every time we chat, there's always some nugget that I get. And 
Valerie, if, for those of you who don't know, she's a little bit younger than I am. Okay, she's a lot a bit younger than I am. <laughs> and uh, I love learning from my older friends, but also I, I especially cherish learning from my younger friends. They inspire me and you inspire me. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people are going to be inspired by your words and they might want to reach out to you, whether it's as a person or maybe they just want to mention how they viewed the podcast. We don't want to hear bad things, guys. <laughs> yeah. Or just that they want to learn more about your ministry and your calling. So if they could reach out to you, how would they do that? I'm on Facebook, and I also have a website, and it's called spreadingaloveforliteracy.com. Spreading a love? Spreading love. Sorry, no A. Spreading love for literacy. Literacy. Don't misspell literacy. (laughs) Dot com. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. spreadingloveforliteracy.com and also on Facebook. How would they find you on Facebook? They could just do Spreading Love for Literacy. Is that the best way? Yep, and okay. then as you'll see with Valerie Chason. Awesome. Now, I know that we have that, so if you have any information, any questions, any information that you're seeking, you would go there, spreadingloveforliteracy.com. And I know that you go out in the community quite a bit, too. I was double-checking because I remember that you do home parties. I know Mm -hmm. that. I know that you do fundraisers, festivals, fairs. She even goes to rec centers, guys. (laughs) So is there anything that you're promoting right now with your business? Um, I'm going to be doing um, the baby... Oh gosh, World's Greatest Baby Shower Expo Fair coming up in May. Most of the events that I do are those that support a certain self-foundation. So the World's Greatest Baby Shower is actually supporting those moms who don't have support um, or knowledge of how to raise their own children or need that extra support and diapers and stuff like that. So that's my next um, event that I will be doing. That's awesome. And May, what is that? Uh, It's Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day weekend in May. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll get that date. Um, is it the whole weekend? It's only one day. And what day is that? It's at Vieira High School. I don't know exactly the... Is it Saturday? It's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. On a Saturday. On a Saturday. Okay, perfect. I will put that in the show notes that they can find you with us born, Valerie Chasen. And that's going to be at the World's Greatest Baby Shower Expo at Vieira High School. So if you're not local though i'm sure that if you go on valerie's website or if you go look that up and you want to donate yes you can participate that way if you're interested in seeing some of valerie's books you can again get with her on facebook and i'll leave again that stuff in the show notes and so yeah so i'm so glad you're here today this time has gone by quickly. Bear has only bugged her a couple of times. <laughs> I forgot that she's allergic to our dog. So, okay. um, and he's behaving for the most part. So before we let you go, I was wondering if you had a challenge for our listeners this week. You know the 168 Don't Wait Challenge. Yes. Do you know that there's 168 hours in a week? No. How Are you not listening to my podcast? I know. It's like, <laughs> I don't like to think of that many hours. I know. I go hour by hour. I know. When you have three kids, it's minute by minute. It is. Second when you're hiding in the bathroom and the little fingers chocolate. are coming. <laughs> and the thin mints, right? The Wait till the kids go to bed. So yes, Valerie, <coughs> thanks for listening. Actually, Valerie has been a big supporter of the podcast, and I do appreciate that. So I'm just teasing her. But 168 hours in a week, I know that you go minute by minute, second by second, and you're taking it in, and you're letting God guide you. But you always seem to have this deep abiding trust that God's going to lead you where he's wanting you to go, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I asked you this earlier, I really enjoyed your answer. So please challenge our listeners for this next week. My challenge to you all is to just pick up a book and spend that one-on-one time with one of your children, your grandchildren, your niece, your nephew. If if an opportunity, a neighbor, kid down the street that would just love that one-on-one time. You open a book, guys, and... You see the inside of the hearts of your chil- of these children. Um, they will tell you things and share things with you um, to be able to help them feel just loved. So spread that love. Spread the love of literacy um, and open up a book with a child and just dedicate that sometime, that small book, that chapter with a kid around you. That's beautiful. They say that the kids, when they're sitting in your lap and you're reading, you're reminding them, A, that they're loved, yes. which is most important, and B, that 
reading is good, that literacy is good, that that's a special time. And I'm grateful that my three children love to read. I don't know what I'd do if they didn't love to read. I'm grateful for that. So yeah, so Valor wants you to get out there and read with a kid. Let me just caution you. Don't If you don't have a kid, don't be grabbing somebody's kid. <laughs> you don't know who that kid is. <laughs> You might want to ask the parents permission first. Just a little caveat there, Valerie. <laughs> so that's your 168 Don't Wait Challenge. want to ask you a quick question. Do you know who the patron saint of books is by chance? Oh. Wow. I got one on her. You do. I love okay. my saints, and I don't know who Here that is. Here you go, is. and I know you Maybe do. Maybe Saint Scholastica. She's right, education. But St. George... <sighs> And St. Jordy. And did you know? Jordy. I was, yes. So check this out. J-O-R-D-I. Okay. Uh, there is a festival of St. Jordy in Barcelona. And it's coming up soon. April 23rd. And they hand out books. And people are encouraged to read. Isn't that awesome? I love that. I want to go. Okay. That's on my yeah. bucket list. There we go. <laughs> that's on my bucket list. Forget Rome. <laughs> We're going to Barcelona, guys. Sorry April. about Francis. Ooh, plane tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Plane tickets are going to be really high if we're going in a month and a half. <laughs> so, yes, that's April. You got to check that out. It was really a fascinating Beautiful. story. And then the patron saint of libraries is St. Jerome. Jerome. I love St. Jerome, right? Oh, and St. Jerome that. said this, when we pray, we speak to God. But when we read, and obviously we're talking about scripture. Mm -hmm. Yes. When we pray, we speak to God. But when we read, God speaks to us. Mm, amen and i thought how profound to end our podcast when we read god speaks to us so how apropos for you my little book lady valerie thank you so much for coming out it's always a joy to have you thank i you. wish you all the best with your business i wish you all the best in just remaining open to where god's calling you to go i know that he has a million things he wants you to do but like you said there is really one calling that he has for you on top of your number one vocation, your your husband and your children. But thank you for coming out. And I look forward to editing this podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And I didn't know if you had any final words for the listeners before we sign out. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. She's so profound. So we'll end it with this. St. George and St. Jordy, pray, pray for, for us. God bless, guys. Dr. Seuss once wrote, the more that you read, the more things you'll know. The more you learn, the more places you'll go. And my guest Valerie is truly going places with her Usborne Books business and taking her family along for the ride. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired to get up, get out, find your own way of bringing Jesus into your everyday walk. Like Valerie, you too have many gifts and talents and God needs you to get to work in his vineyard as well. Be sure to follow Valerie on Facebook at Spreading a Love for Literacy with Valerie. And while you're at it, follow my Facebook and Instagram platforms at Whatsoever168 Podcast. And subscribe to my podcast on your favorite provider, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Please share these episodes and encourage others to live out Matthew 25 wherever they are too. We must all do our part to be salt and light, guys. To be a Simon of Cyrene, pick up that cross and walk with others. And then to be the good that our world so desperately, desperately needs. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be strong this Lenten season. And remember, be nice and make your next 168 hours count for Christ. Lovely person I've found So be nice Cause it's just too